is so great to be back after last week's break. We hope that everyone enjoyed their holiday here in the U.S., though I must share a handful of our customers from overseas said that they celebrated in our honor around the globe, which was primarily in the form of bonfires and beer. I guess that sounds about right. So far, the month of July has had a few key headlines, one being the heat out west that is set to get even hotter. We have a strong U.S. dollar that is working against commodity prices, and Europe remains awfully quiet with traders on holiday. After having Monday off, our team came into Tuesday with three reports to pump out. U.S. May trade data from the week prior, the USDA dairy product production report also from the week prior, and then a fresh global dairy trade event. Lucas, some interesting cheese figures from the U.S. within that dairy products report. Can you break down those key takeaways and fill us in on anything else that was important within that data? Certainly, Alyssa. There is a lot of data in this report, of course, with both the dairy product production data and then also the dry product stocks. This is from May, so a little bit old at this point, but still some interesting takeaways. On cheese, I think mostly uh, production was as expected. We are up a healthy 5% versus prior year, but of course, driven by a lot of the capacity expansions that have come online over the past several months. Nothing uh, too wild there. Cheddar is still extremely strong. Mozzarella dipping just a little bit lower versus prior year. On butter, as expected, nothing too uh, earth shattering there. Still quite heavy production over the past few months keeping our butter supplies ample. The whey situation also aligned with recent trend, dry whey production well below prior year as processors, uh, some of course have flexibility, but some liquid whey being pushed into those higher protein WPCs and WPIs. Of note, WPI stocks uh, very low, quite bullish in that market, both for WPI and then into WPC as well. Finally, I think on non-fat, just some wild data there with the divergence in the domestic and Mexico spec non-fat powder versus the exportable skim milk powder, uh, non-fat production way up versus skim way lower on a combined basis, though, quite healthy volumes, stocks in non-fat dry milk climbing versus prior month. I think it was the third highest stocks on record in May, of course, second only to last year during the pandemic when we hit a new peak. Speaking of nonfat dry milk, you mentioned the trade data, Alyssa, any uh, key takeaways from that export report? Yeah, the lead story in that May export data was undoubtedly the record nonfat dry milk exports as there was robust demand from Mexico and Algeria. There was also a nice uptake in whey shipments to Asia, as well as butter moving into Canada and Bahrain. Total dairy shipments this year from the U.S. into East Asia have reached record levels, obviously primarily due to Chinese demand. Um, And then volumes into the Middle East, North Africa, and Europe are all at multi-year highs as U.S. dairy products become more desirable to these price-sensitive nations given our ample availability. Yeah, I think uh, partly as a result of both uh, dairy from the U.S. and Europe at competitive values, we saw a bearish global dairy trade event on Tuesday. 
uh, key indices, basically every single product's weighted a average sank lower. And this was despite strong buying that persisted from China, as we've seen over the past several auctions. It was instead places like the Middle East and North Africa that dipped out of the picture and are probably resorting to substitution or just kind of holding off those purchases to avoid paying what is still a healthy premium for New Zealand product. It was a relatively short auction, just 12 rounds, the winning price lower for the sixth consecutive event but certainly this one was the most bearish that we have seen in quite a while. Any other uh, key takeaways from that GDT, Alyssa? The only thing I would add is that strength in the U.S. dollar that we've seen over the past few weeks, that's made building inventories of these dairy products pretty unattractive within those regions that are seeing lower purchasing power as a result. That does it for this week's market chatter. We hope this was a useful rundown for you and that you have a lovely weekend. On deck for next week, we have High Ground Dairy's robust monthly forecast, as well as our webinar for our customers that usually last about an hour with a live Q&A. If you're a customer, don't forget to sign up for July 15th's webinar. If you're not a customer and you're interested in a free trial, shoot us an email, info at highgrounddairy.com or head over to our website, highgrounddairy.com and request a free trial today. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. (laughs) 